Hey, it's Kim Commando today, your daily podcast to keep you up to date with all things digital and beyond. And I'd love to have you be a part of our podcast. You can make an appointment to speak with me. Just head over to commando.com and on the top right, there's a button that says email Kim. Fill that out and that's it. Okay, I can't believe this. Well, I can, but I really don't want to. Listen to this. The U.S. Navy is scraping nine, yes, count them, nine anti-submarine warships that cost $3.2 billion to make. Some are under three years old. Why? They're just saying that the technology is already obsolete. Now, these ships were commissioned in 2019 and 2020. And I read that by scraping the $3.2 billion, they're going to save $391 million. I know that math is like way too high level for me to understand. But I do know one thing. Working on a computer is like driving a submarine. The problems start the moment you open windows. Yes. And on that happy note, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another uh, episode of the Kim Commando Show. Yes, where we talk about all things digital. It's the largest show, your most trusted show. And you can find us streaming on your favorite radio app. We're streaming as a podcast, as a webcast. Uh, 24-7, whenever you want, commercial-free over at GetKim.com. And, of course, you can find us on over 425 top stations from coast to coast. And I'm sure you have at least a few questions about something digital I can lend a hand to. And our T-Mobile Unlimited listener line is now open at one 825 All right, this is part of the Kim Commando Show where I always like to tell you about future tech. These are... Things that are not yet here, but they're coming soon. And if they're not coming soon, they're coming within the near future. Because there's one thing about technology is, and even use it in our own company, is a saying, like, if you don't innovate, you evaporate. And who do you think is one of the biggest innovators right now? Okay. Yes, it's Elon Musk. And you know that he's got space on his mind and he's got the boring company with the tunnels and of course, Tesla and whether or not he's going to buy Twitter and what he's going to be doing with that. Well, there's also a company called Neuralink that was co-founded by Elon Musk. And they've been working on a brain implant that can wirelessly interface with computers. And they've been working on this for years. Now, they've already been testing these brain implants on monkeys. And Musk says that they're going to transition to human trials by the end of this year. But then again, it seems like he says that every year. But human trials are actually underway, um, but not with Neuralink brain implants. There's a Brooklyn-based competitor of his called Synchron, and it has it's something called the Stentro. Don't worry about that. It's about the size of a paperclip, and it's implanted through the jugular vein into the brain's motor cortex. This stuff is really happening. And it's really meant to help those suffering from paralysis, and it transmits signals from the brain through the implant to a computer so that that person can do some shopping online or send text messages, receive text messages. Um, Now there's an FDA-supervised clinical trial called COMMAND. It's underway here in the U.S., and it's being tested on six patients suffering from severe paralysis in New York and Pennsylvania. So to be fair, Elon Musk's brain implant is different. It's designed to treat neurological disorders and spinal injuries. Um, But really, with Elon Musk and behind it, I... I really think that maybe this year truly might be his year. Uh, Number two, we're going to fly. Yes, fly through airport security. Uh, If you don't have TSA pre-check, you know what a bummer it is. got to take off your belt and shoes, take your laptop out, walk through the scanner. Uh, There's a, a new company called Delaware North, and they operate the restaurants and retail stores in various airports, so they make a lot of money there. 
Uh, they came out and said, you know what, here's what we expect airports to look like in 2038. Uh, you're going to arrive to fly. You can go to any part of the terminal hassle-free. No more checkpoints, no more delays, no more pre-check, global cards, anything like that. You're actually going to be able to go inside and walk the person who you're dropping off at the airport right to the gate. Remember, you used to be able to do that. And it's all because of biometrics. You're not going to see it. But we're all going to be under constant surveillance with scanners, facial recognition cameras. Uh, a lot of people say, hey, you know, this is about privacy. What are, what are you going to be doing it? You know, Delta already has biometric terminals using facial rec in Atlanta, Detroit, and other airports and airliners in the U.S. They're now getting on board, too. Uh, the world's busiest international airport is in Dubai, and it actually ditches boarding passes and just scans your eyes instead. Just like the movie Minority Report, and soon, you know, all these tools will just be hiding in a plane sight. Yes, at the airports. Yeah, the plane airport. Okay. Uh, number three, just when you got a handle on Wi-Fi, they're changing it again. That's right. Uh, Wi-Fi 6E support, WP3 security. Yes, you're like, I am totally set. Well, guess what's on the road? W. Seven, yes, Wi-Fi seven, and they're fast. Uh, the Wi-Fi Alliance—that's the company that puts all these regulations together. They say that it's going to have speeds of at least thirty gigabits per second. Whoo, Qualcomm—they uh, say it could even top thirty-three gigs per second. For reference, Wi-Fi six is like just under ten gigs per second. So we're going to be tripling the speed of your Wi-Fi. So um, before you drop all that money, some things you might want to consider. It, it doesn't really matter whether it's 30 or 33 gigs. Your ISP is going to have to be able to offer that too. Uh, secondly, there are no Wi-Fi 7 compatible devices. So if you have a phone, a laptop, whatever, and you're trying a smart TV, trying to get on Wi-Fi 7, it's going to be like, it's going to choke. It's not going to even work. So, and if all this was a TV show, you could call it Router Limits. That was actually really good. Uh, number four, Samsung, you know, and cameras. Do you remember when you'd buy a digital camera years ago and you'd say, wow, it's a two megapixel, it's a four, it's a six, it's an eight megapixel, 16, 12 megapixel camera. Okay. Uh, now iPhones, Google Pixel, Samsung Galaxy phones, it always seems like one's trying to outdo the other. Uh, Samsung showed off its first 200 megapixel image sensor. And they say it's now in the final stages of development. That means a 200 megapixel sensor whew, is going to show up in the Galaxy S23 Ultra. Just so you know, the Samsung phones already have 108 megapixel sensors. Now, for reference, the iPhone 13 Pro Max, how many megapixels? How many do you think? Okay, Samsung, 108 iPhones, well, 12. That's it, just 12. Uh, but even if your phone's between 12 and 16, it's going to take photos. You can print 11 by 14, even hard, even larger. Now, this 108 or even the upcoming 200 megapixel, what you're going to really notice is that they're just going to be taking up a lot more space. So unless you're taking photos for these massive billboards that you see along highways, it's really not necessary. So these days, the number of megapixels is less important than the lens quality and other sensors. That's important uh, to spend that kind of money for a for just a megapixel explosion on your phone. It's just, uh, I don't know, it's just a waste. I, I shudder at the thought of you doing that. 
And finally, number five. Hey, Mom, I want to go to space school. Oh, sure you do, honey. You're so cute. Okay. We have all these private aerospace companies, missions, billionaire rockets. The space race is totally back. So everybody's putting their money on future space travel. And gosh, you know, I wish that I'm going to be able to do that one day. I just think that would be so much fun. What a kick. So now we have a group of astronauts, engineers. They are now planning a new space flight campus college called Star Harbor. That's right. Uh, they say Star Harbor Academy is meant to train future astronauts and state-of-the-art facilities, land-based. And then they're also going to have underwater habitats, high-gravity centrifuges, microgravity flights, hyperbaric chambers, and more. I mean, it's the kind of stuff you only find in a few places around the world, like these government-run NASA facilities. They say this is going to open the door for more training opportunities for private companies, universities, startups, you name it. This is really fascinating to me that the group behind Star Harbor just spent $25 million on 53 acres of land in Lone Tree, Colorado. Hmm, I know you're sitting there going, Lone Tree, Colorado, where is that? It's on the south side of Denver. Uh, they estimate the development cost to be about $120 million, and they plan to open the campus in 2026. And of course, between now and then, they're going to have to planet pretty well. Hmm. All right, speaking of photos and megapixels, I got a great tip that you're going to want to use time and time again coming up in just a few moments. And later on this hour, you know, I get this question a lot, you know, how can I get into podcasting? I mean, I listen to podcasts. What if I wanted to start my own podcast? How difficult would it be? Well, that answer is still to come. We have more of your phone calls here on this Coast to Coast broadcast of the Kim Commando Show. Hey, our T-Mobile Unlimited listener line is now open at one 825 Once again, is the way to join us. And just a quick reminder that if you ever have a question for me, I'd love to read your notes. And the best and the easiest way for me to keep track of them all is not all through social media on Facebook.com slash Kim Commando, Instagram.com slash Kim Commando, Twitter.com slash, I know it goes crazy. Just head over to the website. That's K-O-M-A-N-D-O.com. And in the upper right-hand corner, there's a link that says, Email Kim, and I read every single note that you send. Moments away from a great photo tip in order for you to take the best shots. And how about we start with uh, Wayne in gorgeous Napa, California. Hello there, Wayne. Hi, Kim. How are you? I'm fantastic. I'm really great. I'm so happy to hear from you. And how can I help you well, out? Thank you very much for, for taking my call. Yeah, so I'm, I'm a big fan. I have been for years. Um, I've got about 158 millimeter tapes, uh, all three formats, eight millimeter, high eight, and, and digital eight. And I want to get them in my Mac. Um, I have a device by Sony that you know will play them. It's a little VCR, but okay, I want good. to use. I don't want to use RC. I want to use the iLink, and that's what, that's my problem. I just don't know how to get it into my Mac. Okay, so now, so do you have, do you have the uh, the ability to? to get the high eight, the eight millimeter and the digital eight tapes. Can you play them? You said it was a, would you say like a VCR yeah, type of gadget? It's a Sony have? device from the eighties or nineties has a little screen on it. Works great. Believe it or not. Um, you know, I can, it's, mm. it's like, it's a little VCR basically. Well, that's really fantastic. Um, what I was thinking of, I don't know if it's going to work with that because we're going to be mixing old tech with other old tech and then trying to get it in. Um, what I would 
Because that, I just, I'm not familiar with this thing from the 80s or 90s. So let me tell you how I would do okay. it. Let me take that out of the picture, okay? okay? Is that um, there are these little, there are these gadgets that do HDMI out and it has AV input. It might work and you can buy it on Amazon and then, you know, they always give you like a, a timer you can try it and if it doesn't work, you can send it back. But it's a, it's a, a media converter and it goes all across the board. Um, I mean, it will even burn DVDs and CDs if you really wanted to. It's like this all-in-one gadget, wow. and it can save it can save media to SD, USB drives, um, and then you can connect this right up to your Mac, and or you can connect it up to your TV. So maybe that's how you do it. Actually, now that I think about it, is that if you can play this off the VCR, you can connect this up to your TV, and then you can save it onto a memory card, and then you can get that memory card into your Mac. Perfect. Okay. okay. So, so that might be that. That might actually be a way that you could use that. Okay. And if you don't have the camcorder, if you don't, if for some reason if this doesn't work, and you're like, oh darn it, you know, I knew I shouldn't have uh, thrown away my high eight <laughs> camcorder. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is that there are people who are selling them? Yes, on um, there are people who are selling them on eBay, and you can also pick them up at Goodwill. And don't forget Goodwill.com. You can shop online there. And uh, so that might be a way. And that's what's happening now is people are taking all these old cameras and, and even slide projectors and they're using them to convert everything. And then, they're, then they pop them right back on eBay to sell right, them. Right, right. <laughs> and then and they make the money back. So this thing's called a Wolverine Transmedia Converter. Sounds pretty intense, <laughs> doesn't it? Um, I'm going to post a link to it over inside the Commando community. Now, a bug in my ear tells me that you and I know each other? Yeah, I worked for a very large computer company in the 80s in Los Angeles. You covered a, a Phoenix account in aerospace, and I covered one in, in uh, Long Beach. Oh, okay. That was my. Those are my Honeywell That's days. Right. And I, I yes. Covered, and I covered uh, McDonnell Douglas, or soon to be Boeing. That's uh, right. I remember you well, man. We yeah, were right. together, and yeah, I remember you well. Was I nice? <laughs> you were. <laughs> okay, good. I just want to make sure. I mean, just want to make sure. Like, you know, even then, you know, you know that was, you know what? I, I was never a good corporate bunny. Yeah. I, you know, I, I mean, I, I made my quota and I did my numbers, but I never was the one that was like, I mean, I remember when my manager at uh, Unisys put on my, my um, performance review uh -huh. that I, I dressed like I was going to a cocktail party <laughs> every day. And then, and then I had a manager, and this is a true story. I had, and then I went to, I, then I went to go work for this guy. And then in the performance review with HR, he said, in there, he said, she says my name in an offensive manner. <laughs> okay. And I said, what do you mean, dick? <laughs> oh, there you <laughs> <Okay>. go. <laughs> so I think at that point, it was time for me to uh, turn in my... <laughs> my corporate card and start my own gig, which I did, which turned into the Kim Commando show, which just goes to show you that here in America, anybody can make their ideas work as long as you work hard at it. And boy, do I still even work hard. I right, listen, you want to stay where you are. Hey, Wayne, thanks for the call. Post that inside the Commando community and still to come, we're gonna be talking about a little crypto news. What the heck is going on here on the Kim Commando show? All right, let's talk about your photos and what you're doing. One of the easiest and best ways to improve your photos is to turn on the camera's grid lines. It's kind of like training wheels, but you're going to see a series of lines on the screen on your smartphone's camera. They're based on, of course, the rule of thirds. Now, the whole idea is that an image should be broken down into thirds, both horizontally and vertically. So you have nine parts in total. Now, here's the deal. 
If you place points of interest along the lines, your photo is going to be more balanced. Uh, it's going to be level and viewers are going to interact with it and they're going to see it more naturally. So on your iPhone, just go into your phone settings and then switch the grid on the same thing on your Android device. Okay, in just a few minutes, we're going to talk about how you too can get into podcasting with some quick tips. And Right now, we're talk, talking with our amazing content queen over at commando.com and our very own crypto gal, Allie Seligman. And speaking of crypto, Allie, what a crazy week. What a crazy time it's yeah, been for this crypto. This is one of those moments where even if you don't know much about cryptocurrency, you've probably heard, read, seen just how bad things are right now. I mean, like, you know, like billionaires are now are now millionaires. Yes, indeed. Millionaires right? are no longer <laughs> anything. Yeah. Yes. And people, people like me who had not very much are like going like, well, I was going to lose on Vegas on the crop line <laughs> anyway, which is kind of where it was. Yeah. And so, but I'm still going to hold on to my, but I have to tell you, you don't want to come to me for financial advice. Okay. Because years ago I bought GoPro. Okay. And, and it was like soaring high. It was like 60, $70 a share. And I'm like, wow, this is really great. And I bought it for like, I don't know, $5 a share. I was like, this is going to be great. This is going to be terrific. Okay. And um, Bob calls me, says, you know, I know you're holding this in your own stuff, but you should probably sell it. I'm like, no, <laughs> it's going to go It's going, man. It's going to like 120 a share. I think it's like $5 a share. Mm. I'm still holding it. Well, I'm hey, holding out hope. Maybe you kind of out. You're where you started. And you know what? A lot of people are in crypto. Probably. Or a lot of people in crypto are in the same exact boat as you are with that GoPro, right? The same thing happened. It's, so so well, what happened? Yeah, what what first, really happened this past You know, the week? overall ecosystem. So right now, all of cryptocurrency is valued at about $1.2 trillion. If we look back in November, that number was $2.9 So the whole market down more than half. Bitcoin down more than half. And these are the headlines you're seeing, right? Things are crazy. Well, why is it so rough out there? In general, crypto follows the stock market and, you know, the rest of the economy. The markets are down. Commodities are down. Tech stocks are down bad, which... You know, crypto and tech stocks, they really go together as volatile assets. Crypto even more. And a lot of crypto has absolutely plummeted. Well, the biggest example of that, you mentioned this in our one, Kim, is a cryptocurrency called Luna. Luna right. is on a blockchain called Terra, just like, you know, Ethereum is a blockchain. The coin there is called Ether. In this case, we've got Terra and we've got the Luna coin. Well, Luna hit an all-time high back in the fall, about 120 bucks. It's a lot of money, right? Uh, $40 right. billion dollars invested in Luna. A ton of money. This was right behind Bitcoin and Ethereum and a couple of the stable coins. Well, cut to now, Luna is below a cent. <laughs> okay, but why did it what, Why did it do such a... I mean, you can talk about inflation and uh, gas prices and home prices and everything like that. Yeah. But why yeah. now? Why well, for, now? For Terra and for Luna, it was really kind of this snowball effect that all started with its stablecoin, UST. So this is supposed to stay at $1. It's pegged to the dollar. Um, there are some theories. It could have been someone getting scared and selling off a lot of UST. It could a have lot. been someone doing it on purpose to make money. It could have been someone doing it on purpose to tank mm. the ecosystem. That's a popular theory right now. Whatever actually happened, someone sold off a ton, it lost its peg to the dollar, and then the cycle started where everything started going down and down. 
Uh, at one point, UST got down to 29 cents. Remember, it's supposed to be at a dollar. And it yeah. has this direct correlation with the Luna coin. And so as things started going badly for UST, Luna comes down. And now we have this whole ecosystem that was $40 billion that now has about a billion dollars in value. It is for all intents and purposes. Wow. I can't quite say it's dead yet because who knows, it could come back. But you know, they did shut down transactions. You can't even do anything on the blockchain right now. It's all shut down. Wow. That's crazy. Now, what did I do? Did you read what Mark Cuban said that it was it, it reminded him? If you haven't read it, it was it was kind of interesting. As he said, it just reminded him of like the beginning days of mm. the Internet and e-commerce when I, I'll, I'll tell you, like the beginning days. I'll never forget. This guy called me up and he said, Kim, I own mall.com. Okay. And I don't even know what it is today. I mean, maybe it's even a porno <laughs> site, so don't go there. But he said, you know, I own this website and I just got like $200 million. And I'm wondering if I could advertise it on your show. Uh, um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I uh, think please. so. Yeah. I think so. I think that would be a wise investment on your yeah, part. I, so so do, do you think it is kind of you know, like that? I, I've also seen it called kind of the a Lehman Brothers moment in crypto. And especially all these people saying, hey, I trusted this, you know, Terra and Luna and I put all of my money into it and now it's gone. I just read someone found out where the founder lived, broke into the apartment building and went and knocked on the door. His wife answered and they're saying like, where is he? Where's your husband? And so now their family's under protection. So yeah, oh, this gosh, is, it's really? a pretty frightening thing. You know, um, when we talk about these big swings in crypto and especially like an entire chain kind of collapsing like this, we're really talking about people losing a ton of money. Like I'm sure that person right, who went to lot. the door. Um, full disclosure, I lost a lot of money in Luna and the rest of my crypto holdings. For me, I can rest a little easier knowing, okay, I'm in it for the technology. This was money that I thought of as money I'm willing to lose. But think about the people that didn't think of it like that. They put their entire life savings, right. all of their money in it. You know, right. if you go, like you had said before, if you go to that the subreddit for the Terry ecosystem, it is a grim place to be right now. You know, one of the top posts, somebody said, I lost $450,000. I'm going to lose my home soon. Um, he's not alone. There was another person who said, okay, I was going to sell when Luna was at $100, but I wanted to see if we could get enough for a down payment on a house. And they lost $17,000 was all their money wow yeah it reminds me like just a couple of weeks ago a guy called the show and he lost and he did say yeah. it was his retirement so he had all his retirement in mm. bitcoin a hundred and seven thousand dollars well he got it wiped out by malware that really if it was still sitting there today it would have been <laughs> yeah. wiped out anyway yeah a lot right? of it would be I mean, you know this is why we always say don't invest what you can't afford to lose um you really should see it if you are doing it as a way to make money, you really should see it as a bet. You should see it as gambling. Um, as a lot of these people will tell you, and kind of like your story with GoPro, right? It's hard when you think, well, if I just hold on, it might get there. And yes. then you might write it to the bottom. Okay. So this is just, I'm not asking for a friend. I'm asking <laughs> for me. So if you had $1,000 in Ethereum, that you just bought <laughs> and it just yeah went down okay would you hold it I'd hold or it. would I'd you hold sell ethereum. it i would leave it there i think bitcoin ethereum um i think those ones i don't think crypto's dead right that's the question kind of floating around is crypto dead is this the beginning of the end i don't think so um 
for a few reasons. I think the technology behind it, there are still so many smart people building things on blockchain technology that I think really will change the way we interact with everything that we do. Um, so it's a long picture, right? If it's just, am I going to make back that $1,000 quickly? I don't know. But if you're willing no. to just let it sit no. there, I think you should. Now, what about oh, NFTs? NFTs? They are also losing value, as you can imagine. Um, some of the biggest ones, you know, Board Ape Yacht Club, CryptoPunks, they have fallen in value, I think, 25 and 15% respectively. But remember, too, the price of Ethereum, which those are on, has come down. So it's even more than that, you know, if we actually average it out. Wow. Those are something, too. You know, I think they'll fluctuate. I think as interest comes back up, they could come back up a bit. Um, Did you see Madonna's no. NFTs? I didn't. <laughs> Good. You just... Is this okay. a joke? Are you serious? <laughs> no, no, this is true. Yeah. You're like, okay, where is she going with this? No, no, just Google Madonna okay. NFTs. And it's, you know, now Madonna's, you know, she's 65, yeah. I think. You know, and I'm not saying there's anything wrong against a 65-year-old woman releasing NFTs where she looks like a 19-year-old oh. porno star. But it just is something like decorum, <laughs> you know. And you know, respect. she's got her stick, Kim. And she's got her stick. That is true. Well, she knows she is dating a 27-year-old. Oh, my goodness. Well, and so you asked about that $100 or $1,000 in Ethereum, right? Money you had already invested. Yes. I think the other question that comes up is, should I invest now because everything is so slow? Yeah, exactly. The price the is low. The is buy the That's dip, true. right? So you, you get things essentially while it's on sale. Yes. Buy this low, time around, high. though, be careful. There is potentially a recession looming. If you lost a lot of money already... Maybe you don't have any more money to invest in it, so don't do anything silly. Um, reminds me of another phrase, don't try to catch a falling knife, which means buy <laughs> yes. it when it's fully, you know, at the bottom, fully bottomed out. How can we know, though? It's a guessing game. You know, none of us can actually say, all right, this is the bottom. This is when we should, you know, buy. So you just have to make your best guess. Be smart with your money. Now, I, I did see a oh. conspiracy theory about this that the u.s government was actually behind mm. all this because they are releasing their own digital dollar yes which and to clear out get rid of all the yeah mess that's going on they said okay we need to get rid of it and bottom it out so we can come out with our yeah, own yeah there are dollar. some theories that you know the big major investment firms uh they had something to do with it and there are all kinds of theories. Who knows if we'll ever actually know what happened, but we do know that Tara, so long, uh, you had a good run. <laughs> yeah. That was it. Yeah. That was it. And so, and the bottom line here is, is it probably not just in Coinbase? What do you think about if somebody had their money in Robinhood? My thought in general is you should self-custody your money. Um, you should. So that's what you did, Kim, right? You had your money in Coinbase. Right. Coin. Yeah, Coinbase came out and yeah. said, hey, if we go bankrupt, your money might disappear. And so you got it into a place where you fully control it. I think that's the best way to go. The one caveat there, we've talked about this before on the Tech Refresh podcast, which you should listen to because we do a crypto section every single week. You need to really be careful with your seed phrase when you set up your wallet. That's essentially a big password, a list of words that you have to remember. 12 words yes, that you should exactly. remember. So if you keep... If you keep care of those, yes, I think you should self-custody your money. If you don't trust yourself, you're probably better off just leaving it in an exchange. All right. See, and see, all this time I thought you were going to be elevated to the crypto queen, but uh, we're back to the gal, <laughs> I'm just saying. Just, you know, 
until it goes up and up and up and up and up. But um, but thanks for, you know, giving yeah. us your insight and sharing with us, you know, exactly what the heck's going on, because it does get uh, it does get rather confusing. I mean, is because you see the headlines and, you know, read Roger Fox or CNN or wherever you go get your news is that it's like it's it's all in red <laughs> letters that Bitcoin's dead, you know. But, you know, is it really dead and what's to come? And of course, Ali will always keep us up yes, to date, indeed, I will. right? Because she's the she's now the crypto gal, the official crypto gal over at Commander.com. Thanks, Ali. All right, it's time to do a great tip, and uh, we're going to talk about iDrive because on our recent article over at Wired.com, the author mentioned how he lost his data three different times. Wow. Talk about bad luck, Charlie. The worst is when he lost the 80-page novel he was writing. This poor guy. Losing all that work must have been devastating. Don't let it happen to you. It just goes to show how important it is to have comprehensive servers that can back up and protect your data across all of your devices. And for that, I recommend iDrive's award-winning safe and secure cloud backup. It's easy to use, it's affordable, and includes generous backup space, so you just have plenty of room. iDrive can be used to back up all your devices, your PCs, your Macs, your servers, your smartphones, and more, all into one account. And I love that I can automate backups and never have to worry about running out of space. Plans start at less than $7 a month. And when you use my name, Kim, at checkout, you're going to get 90% off of the first year. Just go to iDrive.com, use my name, Kim. That's iDrive.com, promo code Kim. All right. So maybe you listen to podcasts. You think to yourself, hmm, I could do that. I've got something to talk about. I'm intently interesting. All right. You need a good idea, a great idea. You need a decent voice, and of course, you need the right tools. So what I want you to do first is to listen to as many podcasts to get an idea of how they work. How is yours going to be different from the rest? How is it going to stand out? Start with a topic you know, then you need the right gear. You need a mic, solid headphones, and editing software. You might need an inexpensive mixer. comes in handy if you have guests. And then you can use free hosting sites like Breadsprout, Anchor, Podbean, even Spotify. And then for inspiration, of course, make sure that you get my podcast, Kim Commando. Today, we've got links to all of these that you can buy over at Amazon.com at Commando.com. Uh, still to come this hour, we have some great calls that you don't want to miss as well as later on. How to delete accounts you no longer use the fast and easy way here on the Kim Commando Show. Back to the phones we go with Jeff in Chattanooga, Tennessee. Hi, Jeff. Hi, Kim. Welcome. What's going on? Well, thank you. Um, and thank you for taking my call. Um, yeah, we. I have a, a family domain that is currently registered with GoDaddy, um, but we have had it. The DNS services and email services and everything have been provided through Google's G Suite. The G Suite that is ending. Yes, is ending next month, mm. and and so you know we haven't had to pay for email services and stuff like that using our domain name, um, but we have also been using the Google Drive uh, and the Google Apps for Word and Excel and uh, the similar uh, tools and stuff like that. Plus, we have just a ton of files, photos, and things like that stored. Wow, and, you got a lot. Yeah, and so we don't want to. We're, I'm looking for options to transition because I don't want to go to Google Workspace. Basically, when I talked with one of their uh, folks, they are saying, well, we're doing this, among other reasons, to 
because it's supposed to be used for business purposes. And, you know, if you want to keep using this, you're going to be paying $5 a month per email account. And I'm just like going, hmm. Which, you know, yeah, which I mean, that can that can actually add up. I mean, you're not the only one who's who has this concern. Um, you know, Jeremy is one of our IT geniuses over at commando.com. Okay. And he, he found that name and i'm going to give you the I'll, we'll give you the link but there's a company called namecheap okay and you can get you email with your domain 10 accounts is going to be under ten dollars a month okay but it doesn't have all the features that you need and you've been getting for free from google's g suite but it is a way to start we're going to write more about this over at commando.com but if you just want to now port over the email addresses or we probably have time to put together a comprehensive tip for you before it ends but in case you want to check that out we'll put a link to it over at commando.com inside the community just hit the Q&A forum and we're going to keep doing some more research on this because I know a lot of folks are like you they're wondering like oof now what do I do uh Jeff thank you so much for your call still to come how to delete counts the easy way here on the Kim Commando show Hey, just a quick reminder that you can get a free Windows and Mac guide. Yes, some free tips, tricks, and secrets by heading over to commando.com slash free guide. Once again, that's commando.com slash free guide. All right, so you have all these different accounts, and you're wondering, like, how can I delete the accounts that I no longer use? You can go and go to each place. You can make a list of all the accounts, and then you need to get to work. Now, there is one site that comes in really handy. It's called justdelete.me, justdelete.me. It's a, a directory of links to get rid of hundreds of various accounts. Once again, the address is justdelete.me. But again, you do need to start with a list of all the accounts that you have that you want to Hey, listen, thanks for joining us. Thanks for listening. And don't forget, you can always find me 24-7 over at our website. That's K-O-N-A-N-D-O.com. You got me. It's Kim Commando today, and I'm here with you just the facts and tips you need to thrive in our digital world. Or, as I like to say, to live the best digital life ever. 